You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. All right, we are back after day two of spring football for the Miami Hurricanes. This is a quick little instant reaction podcast. Um, Gabby, since you were busy with the junior day during the first instant reaction, I just want to let it give you the opportunity to let it rip. Just some some of the things you've noticed out here in these, you know, 20 to 25 minute windows that we get to watch practice. So what's sticking out to you so far? Yeah, um, I mean, I think just from what I've seen so far, I mean, I, I do think that they're probably working with with less numbers. I think especially on the defensive side of the ball, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty obvious that you know there's a lot of guys missing. You know, James Williams isn't with the safeties. Um, you know, there's a lot of defensive linemen out. Uh, you know, th- things like that. But overall, you know, I, I think you can see that. Uh, you know, they're definitely working on uh, different things. I mean, I think from day one, just watching the quarterbacks. You know, I think I thought it was cool watching them. Uh, you know, kind of get rid of the balls, quit the the balls quickly, where they're kind of have to throw it into the net, field the second the the second ball, and then get rid of that one. So uh, I do think that you know Shannon Dawson and that uh you know variation of the air raid that he runs is gonna you know prioritize you know you know finding your read you know know where you're going with the ball and and firing it in there um you know so i i do think that that was a a cool drill to watch the quarterbacks uh work through uh you know colby young is someone who i think uh definitely looks like he's you know reshaped that body a little bit now that he's kind of been in a college strength program for for a bit longer after being a late arrival uh, you know, again, I, I, I mean, I thought Isaiah Horton is someone that's looking good coming into year two. Again, we only saw so much, uh, but it was good to see, you know, the freshman tackles out there working with that second team. I think, uh, you know, it may only be a matter of time before we see one of those guys, uh, you know, kind of take that that step into, uh, you know, that that first group of, of offensive linemen. Uh, you know, again, I, I think that you really just the offensive line as a whole, I think, you know, definitely some some big bodies up there. Uh, again, it, it was a kind of a crazy first day. So I feel like and we only got to watch like a little bit of that offensive window. But, you know, Kevin Beard passionately teaching, uh, you know, seemed like he was being really technical and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, teaching the things that uh, he, that he wants those receivers to do. So, uh, you know, encouraged by him. And again, I think all the feedback on Kevin Beard has been has been really, really positive. So uh, hoping to see a lot from from those guys um yeah and then i guess you you should we go into the second practice or do you want to yeah i guess uh, i'll start with just you know what we saw here on tuesday uh just again i was on the defensive side of the field today so uh really got eyes mostly on those guys and you know kind of going back to that defensive line i mean again uh you know it's like four or five guys that are out uh jason taylor david you probably mentioned this on the first podcast but i think it's obvious that he's running that defensive line room the way that we anticipated uh you know so he was uh you know he was definitely uh excited about some guys like nigel e. kelly uh definitely you know kind of you know tapping him on the helmet after some reps those types of things so that's good to see 
um, linebacker-wise, I think Wesley Besaint looks really good. I didn't see Malik Bryan out there, the true freshman. Uh, Francisco Malagoa has some some pretty legit size, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, someone who could de- who could help out. Uh, I thought it was interesting how the defensive backs were kind of split up. Lance Gidry, the defensive coordinator, we know has that defensive back background. Uh, he was working mostly with the safeties while uh, Jamal Adai, uh worked with the cornerback. So uh, I think that's an interesting structure. Uh, that I think we could, you know, again, I don't know if that's going to be that way always, but that's how it was here on that second practice. And I would, you know, again, I wouldn't be surprised if Gidry just kind of took that safety room and Adai handled the corners. Um, just watching the corners go through drills, I mean, I thought it was pretty, pretty evident that uh, Daryl Porter. Uh, to, uh, to Corey Couch, maybe two of the more fluid movers out there. Those those guys definitely looked a little bit different, kind of flipping their hips, changing direction, you know, doing all those types of things. Uh, Devontae Brown, I think what stands out is his, his length, uh, that size. It's, you know, obviously something you can't teach. And we know from those the GPS numbers that he can that he can definitely run when he kind of hits that top speed. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I do think that's pretty encouraging. And again, to Corey Couch, David, we learned in here in press conferences, uh, might play some star. So some of that some of that nickel corner him and and uh, redshirt freshman Jaden Harris, who, again, I think he looks really good, too. Uh, Cameron Kitchens is, you know, definitely the the leader of that defense and uh, definitely generated plenty of praise from uh from Gidry here on Tuesday. I thought Markeith Williams also looked good running with those guys. But yeah, James Williams, a notable uh, absence from that uh, from that safety room. Uh, that's that, that's pretty much what I got here on, on day two, David. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, in terms of like newsy things, maybe with Tuesday's practice, the only thing to highlight is the return of Javian Cohen, who was not at practice Saturday because he was participating in a symposium uh, in conjunction with the NFL draft. Uh, so he was back out there for his, or he was out there for his first practice on Tuesday morning. He slotted in at left guard with the first team, um, which slid back Lawrence Seymour. So first team O-line was the same as Saturday with the switch of Javian Cohen. So left to right, it went Jalen Rivers, Javian Cohen, Matt Lee, Inez Cooper, and Chris Washington. Um, and then also to another, and this isn't a big deal, I don't think, because they're in shorts and shirts anyways, but Robbie Washington, the true freshman early enrollee receiver, was in a red non-contact jersey today, um, which was different than Saturday's practice. And yeah, I thought in general, um, in terms of comparing practice one to practice two, I do think the quarterbacks seemed a little more comfortable with the drills that were being asked of them, um, you know, which makes sense, just doing it more, knowing what's coming, et cetera, et cetera. I think they were a little more consistent with their accuracy in the quick release drills that they have them running, um, at least from what we got to watch. And yeah, as Gabby mentioned, today we got to interview both of the new coordinators, um, Shannon Dawson, made it clear that uh, Tyler Van Dyke is the man at quarterback and that he is very talented, especially when it comes to running this system. Uh, Coach Dawson even admitted that, you know, they've been basically kind of doing stuff together for maybe three weeks now um, since he's been hired. And he admitted that Tyler Van Dyke is picking things up quicker than he's anticipated. So that is a positive, of course. Um, in terms of receiver room, you know, he, he said there is talent there. 
he did say you know that group is probably going to take longer to pick things up and generally that's how it goes in this offense a lot is asked of the receivers in terms of reading coverages and reacting to those coverages to find holes in the defense for the uh, passing game to exploit so that's going to be a process during the spring um coach dawson did say and of course they're not in full pads yet due to the ncaa acclimation period but he's impressed by the body types and, and what he has to work with on the offensive line and then in conjunction with that he did mention how important it is to him to run the ball and he said you know quite frankly when you can run the ball you can throw the ball with more success uh, just because defenses when they're on their heels like that and they don't know what's coming it makes it easier to do both of those phases of the offense um anything stand out to you about coach Dawson that I didn't touch on um I mean I, I mean I just think in general he, again he's he's someone that uh you know again I think he's willing to you know again I, I think how, how he said he was kind of like willing to adapt to the personnel and all that stuff but I do like I do think it was notable how he talked about you know how it might take the receivers a little bit longer uh I liked what he talked about you know and just uh kind of recruiting what you don't have like figuring out what you what you do have and then going fi- and finding guys that that can do different things um you know he i thought it was notable that he did say that he has a an idea of who the guy is that might step up and uh you know kind of take over kind of you know elevate themselves to be kind of like the guy i uh, said he wasn't going to tell us who that is and i think that's fair to expect but uh i think it's good to know at least in their mind that they feel like there is someone on the roster who can kind of uh you know maybe be that guy of course uh, shannon dawson just coached up tank dell was one of the best receivers in the nation over the past two seasons and uh not saying that we should expect some you know insane uh you know type of production like that but uh you know knowing that he feels uh pretty good at, at least about one of these guys to be the, the go-to uh is a uh, pretty i don't know pretty comforting i guess we'll, we'll see how it goes but i thought that that was pretty interesting he also called the tight end room loaded yeah. which i found interesting i don't know i think it's good i don't know if i'd say loaded anyways not trying to throw shade at the tight end room but um clear they they definitely value that position group and there is talent there but um we'll see uh defensively uh lance gidry very likable guy um definitely proud of his louisiana roots um had high praise for jason taylor and the coach that he is in this early stage of his career said He's going to be a a future coordinator, whether that's at the college level or the NFL level. Um, Also had high praise for linebackers coach Derek Nicholson. Um, And yeah, he just seems like a guy that's, uh, you know, worked his way up the coaching ladder and willing to listen to ideas and, um, you know, adjust on the fly. And, And I think he seems like a guy that is good at connecting with players and coaches so i could see him being a uh, a breath of fresh air at defensive coordinator with the way he approaches things um anything stand out to you about the gidry interview yeah definitely definitely a proud occasion uh definitely uh you know made it very clear that he's a i don't know what he said full blood cajun or something like that uh no, I mean, I, I thought he was awesome. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, the way that 
how he kind of said that he kind of even relays his, uh, you know, goes back to his, you know, mo- you know, many, many years coaching in terms of uh, that helping him make adjustments. And, you know, like what he said about like football goes in cycles. So the more of it you've seen, uh, the more that you'll be able to, you know, know when you see certain things um, and all those types of things. So, you know, again, I think Gidry's a smart guy. Uh, I think it's obvious that he's a that he's a, you know, again, knows, knows, knows defensive ball. Uh, you know, talked about how he was raving about how he was a multi-sport athlete, a former quarterback, so understands offense too, which, again, I'm sure helps him, you know, helped him, you know, coming up to, you know, understand defense better. Um, so, you know, I, I liked, uh, you know, all those different types of things that, you know, he, he brings to the table. And again, that defense is aggressive. Uh, he's going to use a star. So he basically, well, he also says that he uses uh, two stand-up uh, defensive ends that are that kind of, I guess he kind of said, are similar to like outside linebackers. Uh, so that kind of makes me think about, you know, Nigel e. Kelly and Akeem Mesador and how I think both those guys could definitely find success in this type of offense. Um I think, again, what I mentioned about Corey Couch kind of fitting into that star position and how it has to be kind of like a corner uh, safety uh, hybrid that can cover like a corner, but, you know, you know, kind of hit like a safety, all those different types of things. Uh, so, you know, again, I'm, I'm excited about all the things that he do, that he does and again, seems like a personable, cool guy. And again, I mean, everything that I've heard just around the program about Lance Gidry has been, uh, you know, overwhelmingly positive between him and you know, just walking in and having long conversations with interns and, you know, people that are just like around the program that don't, you know, maybe aren't, you know, as a significant part of the operation and him just really trying to get to know everyone and, you know, taking that time and being personable. So again, I think it's a bit, I think it's a really good hire. I think it's a definitely a change of pace from a personality standpoint. And uh, again, I think he's a really passionate guy who, who loves the game. And uh, again, I think he says, you know, has a lot of respect for the program, for the logo, all those different types of things. So uh, definitely uh, liked what I heard from Lance Gidry today. All right, we'll get out of here on that. Um, definitely check out the website, InsideTheU.com, for uh, in-depth full quotes from the coordinators. And uh, next practice is scheduled to be on Thursday. And until then, take care. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.